Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's up? Welcome to Brownstown. I'm Andre Knott probably seen me or heard me during Cleveland Indians games or on the Cleveland Browns sideline over the last decade and a half. But this time you're going to hear me on a podcast talking about the Browns and why it's super important for me and my friend Peter Moses, who's with Blue Wire, to tell you exactly why Browns fans are the way that they are. How are you, Peter? Good, Dre. Thanks for having me. Thanks for doing this show. Excited to tell this story, man. This is something that I think is near and dear to both of our hearts. I hope that it's uh, as a labor of love. It's a. La- I love that. Labor of love is the perfect way of putting it. This isn't to put anyone down. This is just basically to give all of us a foundation of who we are and what we are. Um, this is going to be fun. I know some of the things will come off as dark, uh, but I think between Peter, myself, and our group, we're going to try to make this as fun and as entertaining as we possibly can. I think we just kind of wanted to set the table a little bit about why are we doing this podcast about the Browns? You know, we're both diehard fans, but what made you want to do this show with us? I think every fan base has a story to tell. I think the Browns story to tell is, is, is different. And I think it's an interesting story to tell, especially with where they're at today. We have like three segments of fans, right? We have like our grandfathers who saw... And, you know, the Jim Brown autogram stage. Then we have like our parents. We were the 80s babies basically that came along with us that had Bernie Kosar and had Red Right 88. And then we have like that dead period. And I think this generation of that's into podcasting, this generation that's into doing things a little bit different. They know why they're Browns fans, but they don't understand why they're Browns fans almost. And we're all kind of searching for that thing that our parents and our grandparents had. It is weird because, you know, I'm. 33. And to me, all I've known is the Browns being terrible. They've just been terrible forever. So we're not just like chronicling pain here, but I think this is as close as a love letter that I think we can get. And it's just kind of working through this sadness or kind of understanding how this team had bad decision after bad decision compound to kind of make them the laughing stock of the league for 20 years. For sure. Peter, I'll put it this way. We've all had a friend in college that you had to almost explain to people like, hey, this is my buddy. He means well, but he may say some things that are a little bit, you know, <laughs> that may be a little bit controversial or stupid, but he's a good person. I think Browns fans have to have that same segue when you meet them. It's because, well, we really haven't been loved right since 99. I mean, I know I had to explain my Browns fandom to my wife when I first met her. I was like, listen, I have a, a sickness. If that means that I take my shirt off and scream for three hours on a Sunday. That's just kind of like part of the package. 
Yeah, that's the normalness. And, and it's like we haven't been able to celebrate in so long. We don't know how to celebrate. And that's the thing. Browns fans fight amongst Browns fans like no other. Like when you have the 0 and 16 parade, like literally I had friends that didn't want to talk to each other ever again. They're like, I'm, I'm fucking done with him. I'm not talking to him anymore. I can't believe he's a part of this. And then you had, I had other friends that were like, dude, who cares? We get another weekend down in the Muni lot to go party. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> that is the conundrum that is a Browns fan. I would hear people fighting about Johnny Manziel. And it would be funny because my buddy Zach Jackson would like tweet, he's at a Cavs game, but he doesn't know the Browns offense. And people would like text him or tweet him and go, you're an asshole. He should be able to live his life. And Zach would just simply say something like, you ever see Peyton Manning at an Indiana Pacers game on a Tuesday? (laughs) You know, like, but Browns fans are so dedicated and want to win so bad that they were blinded by things that are right in front of you that you know aren't right. It is also weird too. It's August, 2021 first playoff victory in 26 years something like that that we just had in pittsburgh took kansas city to the wire you know i think for some people the question might be why do this podcast now why are we living in the suck when they're about to be potentially turning the corner you got to know where you came from to enjoy where you're going and in saying that think about it they had the best year they've had basically since they returned in 99 and was during a fucking pandemic where you couldn't go to the stadium or you had could only go in certain numbers they go beat pittsburgh and it's in front of family and friends we had to enjoy the best year ever amongst just friends and texting each other and family there were no parties like in the 80s when when bernie was going against john elway where our house had like 80 people and and i felt like our basement was going to cave in so to me if anything this is a culmination of all of that of all of us being able to come together once or twice a week to think about everything we've gone through. So on Sunday, you can celebrate like never before. What's something you want people to be thinking about or take away from as they dive into this podcast? Because I think what we've set up is pretty cool. We're basically just giving you the history in kind of bite-sized form. Hopefully it makes you laugh. Hopefully it makes you pull your hair out a little. And if you're not a Browns fan, hopefully you find it relatable because I think every pro team, not just football team, has dysfunction. I think it's twofold. I want actual Browns fans to be able to come together and rejoice a little bit. But I think nationally and for people that are just fans, I want people to understand the dysfunction and how things come together. The NFL is this this great machine and they have a great way of selling on Sunday. But in reality, they didn't give the Browns a great chance and the Browns were screwed. And I think in some of the earlier episodes, you'll see how some people are villains that haven't looked like villains. You know, and I won't say any names here, but the Browns were kind of put behind the eight ball in the worst way ever, and they didn't deserve that. The Browns sold out an old, terrible stadium for years and were run by a terrible owner and art model. He really was bad, and it crushed us. And so I want people to understand, like, there is a connection, and I love that everybody thinks Texas football is great, California football is great, um, but football is ours. And I think I want the rest of the country, the rest of the world to understand that we're not arrogant. We're not assholes. We just been put through the the ringer and we want people to respect who we are and where we've been. All right, Dre, you ready to do this? Absolutely. Let's go to Brownstown. Brownstown. 